Hey, hope we're doing well. I forgot to turn on the startup music there. So today, I want to talk cumulative flow. A friend of mine, Jennifer Steelman, she's doing a Kanban class. And in her post on LinkedIn, which I liked and I think I shared, um, they're teaching how, how you can use Kanban metrics and Scrum and things like that. So it made me think about it. And I wanted to talk about one of the metrics is use both in Scrum and Kanban. That's human flow. And today is Metric Monday on the 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show. So we're going to talk about that. So I got a, I got a little whiteboard action going on here. So we'll talk about that, what, what to look for as a Scrum Master um, or someone running Kanban, but what a scrum master, what's the difference between what you'll see in a Kanban world versus they should see in a scrum world. So we're going to talk about that. And, um, it's 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show and I'm Greg Master, Scrum Master and Agile Coach. And here we talk about scrum and agile in a very practical and tactical way. Already got a good morning. So we got a good morning already. Thank you. And, um, so we do it so we don't work hard and so we get home to family and friends. And actually today I'm going to go enjoy the last baseball season game of the season with my family, pulling the kids out of school. <laughs> my daughter's preteen. Why do I want to get out of school? Why do I want to hang in with my family? I'm just do it. <laughs> Sometimes they just argue with you. It's, it's just like being a scrum master. They just like, why do you want to do this? Oh God, here we go. But anyway, I digress. Oh, by the way, I did put up a newsletter last night sum summarizing. Um, there you go. You're welcome to be on live. Um, the summary of the shows we did last week, I'm back into it. You know, I was sick for two weeks, so it was kind of like a drag on everything. Mentally, it wasn't there. But I'm back. I'm good to go. I hope we'll see you tomorrow. Um and uh, put that up there. I'm going to make some adjustments to it. I realize with uh, the Naturally Speaking AI program, a couple of things I, I realize I should delete all my links to the shows and the YouTubes that I put in the newsletter because it just doesn't sound good in the, in, in the Naturally Speaking AI software program. And it's just an experiment, right? And then the other thing I realized that um, I got to slow it down just a tad. It's too fast. It's like computer, blah, 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 blah. So I got to slow it down a little bit on the adjustment. So if you're, you are, you are using the naturally speaking AI software, you have to make these adjustments. You have to figure out just like every social media, how to adjust that. And maybe we'll talk about that another day. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about human flow. So I, I drew, so human flow is good about seeing how things are moving. And I drew this little chart, uh, two different things here. I drew a Kanban version where you see the cumulative flow will gradually go up. And the reason why that in Kanban, your scope isn't really fixed in a particular period. Now I'm going to address safe in a little bit and how that works in safe and what you can do. And then here for scrum, it should start off square and go across and then things will meet up. So at some point, this is like the project manager's dream, right? Here's my scope. At some point, everything is done, right? And that and hopefully in the time box where you allot, right? Now, this is more like what Scrum would look like, right? Um, so the idea is that in a Kanban in Scrum, 
is when you start your sprint, because you have sprint planning, which they don't have on Kanban, you pick all the stories or at least the volume of work that you're going to do. And that's what the metric for the, the velocity comes in, the pointing activities, counts, whatever you want to do, that volume of work, you agree on what the volume is going to be. Now, ideally, it'll stay that way through the whole sprint, but things change. And I'm going to show you that in a second. So then ideally, then what will happen as you go through your sprint, your in-process bar will grow up and match up to all the, to all the items and to do. In theory, should get in process at some point. And if you have a test column in your scrum board, then in test will show up and then the done, right? So ideally, if I were to draw, where's my pen? I just had it. Oh, it's here. I'm going to draw a couple of things. Like if I were to draw on here, um, like I would have my columns. I have a to-do in process in test and then i done so each column goes to each area underneath the kanban chart right so all that goes into there so now here's some metrics you could now in in the kanban you don't necessarily have that now if you're in safe what i try to help my safe teams do a lot of the safe teams, I'll be honest, because they don't know what they, they really don't plan very well for the quarterly planning. It looks more like the Kanban chart. When my teams really plan well in a quarterly planning session or, or on IP or whatever the planning session that you want to do for safe is, whatever your cadence is, it should actually be square. Okay. And then there may be some small change. Now, I showed this. Now, the title of this subject is scope. Now you can see here's your scope and here's how your scope changes. Now, let's say you're in a scrum team and all of a sudden you see an increase in the to-do pile, this thing. This is a change in scope. Right? So this area here is a scope change, right? So the nice thing about cumulative flow, if you're managing scope for your team as a scrum master and you're keeping an eye on your product owners and, and your team from someone offering donuts to go do extra work, you'll see this bump up. Now, what you should do as a scrum team is that you should come back down again. It should really be a bubble because your team can only do so much velocity worth of work. If you stay up there, you're going to fail, okay? Unless some miraculous way your team improves within a time box of a sprint. And come on, what's what's the what's the probability? Let's say it bumps up 10%. What's the probability you get a 10% production increase in a two-week period or one-week period or three-week period? It's pretty much zero. And if you ever tell me it is going to be 10% bump up in that compared to what your average velocity is on your team, I'd be like, uh, do you know how to read a chart? Do you understand how teams work? Do you understand project management? Do you understand work? Like, unless you're going to work more hours, which we preach not to do that, you're not going to get it, right? And if you're obligating a team to work more hours, it's just going to stress them off later, and they're going to have a downplay in production productivity later on in the sprint. So 
Why? Why would you do that, right? What you need to do is bring the scope back down and you need to make a trade-off. Okay, we bumped up the amount of work we need to do. Fine. We need to trade off what's in our sprint backlog so that we can still meet the volume, which we know we're going to make and promises we're going to make in the commitments within the sprint, right? So, and this is just one aspect of the cumulative flow chart. I wanted to share that because people don't always talk about that. Cumulative flow is a great scope change indicator, okay? Like I said, when you start a sprint, it should be kind of square and everything leads up to everything being done by the time you're done the sprint. In a Kanban world, and maybe in a, a quarterly planning world, you might see this, but my best teams, my best teams had that for that quarterly paneling. They started at that level. Now there would be a bump up because the priority comes on, yes, but it should come back down. So this to-do bar, you know, should be up here for quarterly planning. Right. That's where it should be. And when you get that, a lot of times, you know, your team's doing a good job planning and there's ways around that with Kanban. I could tell, but again, um, it might be really good. And I'm going to talk more about cumulative flow as we go, uh, do a couple of sessions on it just because I know Jennifer's offering that class and it just made me think about. It. So probably next week I'll talk a little bit more about cumulative flow, how you can use, the time in process or time in calm, time in step to help figure things out. But I wanted to show that to you as a different way of using cumulative flow that not a lot of people do it. Now, as a project manager, if you're good at project management, there's a lot of bad project managers out there who really don't understand scope nor change in scope. But if you know it, the, comp, the cumulative flow chart is an awesome thing because you can track everything that's in your spec and then you can see how it's being worked and where it's going and where it is in there. So you could even use a cumulative flow diagram in Microsoft Project, to be honest with you, because you can add all your steps up and you can see where they all are. But that's not what we talk about, but you could. <laughs> anyway, I want to wish you the best. Happy scrumming. Hope you do well. Hope you get the chance to understand that. Keep an eye out for these, these little bubbles in scope. When you're using cumulative flow as a scrum master, you should be looking at it. And, uh, and I'm probably do a three part series on cumulative flow. Talk about this. I'm going to talk about how to measure it. Hey, Rob, how are you? Attach a link to Jennifer's class. Yeah, I will. I, th I think I liked it and shared it, but I guess I can, I can put a link in the post for her class. I don't know how long it's going to be offered, but I'll definitely reshare that today. So thanks, Rob. Jennifer will appreciate that. Um, so anyway, I'll probably do a three-part series, talk about this has changed the scope. So watch as a product owner, you can watch this as a scrum master, watch that scope bubble. That bubble should come back down like a bubble, not like a, a, a cliff that stays up high, <laughs> like the Rocky Mountains. It should come back down because you should adjust your scope back down to what the average velocity for the team is. And that's where that benefit comes from. Um, also, you can see when you plan quarterly, it should be more straight across top. When you do this, it tells me your scope's changing the entire quarter. And if you think you're going to deliver what you originally planned in quarterly planning, and you have this shape where everything's growing up during a quarter, uh, you ain't going to make it. Just telling you that right now.
So, but there's ways to handle that too, as far as scope planning for a whole quarter placeholders and things like that. But anyway, but remember scope change, human flow is a great way of watching the scope change and, and adjusting for it. And again, I'll show you in the next couple of episodes. We'll talk about human flow next three shows. Next one, I'll talk about how to measure it. And then I'll talk about how to set it up in JIRA or any one of the systems, what you should do when you are looking at human flow, how you, how you might force it to look the way you want to understand what's going on versus what comes out of the box. Okay. With that, I want to wish you all the best. Have a great day. Happy scrumming. And we will see you tomorrow. And I'll work on the uh, newsletter thing too. So take care. All right. Bye everyone.